0: Daily Gazette Company presents the Parting Shots Podcast. Now, here's your host, Daily Gazette sports editor Ken Schott. Thank you, Scott Geezy, and welcome to the Parting Shots Podcast. Available wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe today. Thanks for joining me from the Parting Shots Podcast Studio in Schenectady, New York. Getting you ready for Union College hockey as they head to the North Country. The Dutch will take on Clarkson and St. Lawrence. Uh, this weekend, uh, the storyline, pretty obvious. Josh Halji, the first-year union head coach and former Clarkson assistant coach, returns to Cheel Arena and he'll have a reunion with his former team and the head coach Casey Jones. Halji spent seven years as, as an assistant with the Golden Knights, including the last three as the associate head coach. Uh, they had great success uh, with Halji and Jones uh, running things up there. Uh, including winning the 2019 ECAC Hockey Tournament title. Uh, Halji was hired uh, on Good Friday back in April uh, to take over the Union H- Hockey program. And, of course, uh, you know, Rick Bennett's resignation in late January. Uh, John Ronan took over as the interim head coach, and um, uh, John has stayed on as the assistant to uh, Josh Halji. So, yeah, obviously the storyline is you know, how J- Josh is going to you know, enjoy the trip back up to Clarkson and, seeing old friends and if it was going to be a distraction or not. And um, he, he bounced in, he, into the um, media session on Tuesday at, at Messerink. Very happy. and I think he knew what was coming. And uh, he talked about that and uh, talked about uh, getting ready to go up to the North Country to face Clarkson uh, for the first time as a head coach of the Union Dutchman. Josh, I guess the storyline for you is you're going back to uh, your place of former employment. Uh, how much are you looking forward to this?
1: Yeah, I'm excited to see a lot of you know friends and you know I'll consider a lot of the people up there, family. Like it was, it was a great spot. So excited to get back and see everyone.
0: Are you happy it's it's early in the season and you just get out of the way now instead of later in the season?
1: I, I think so. I think you, when you look at it, like everybody talks about it. For me, it's just it's not anything other than Union versus Clarkson, and and we got to try to find a way to win. So I'm glad to kind of get it done with.
0: Talk about your relationship with Casey Jones. Uh, I mean, I, I spoke with him earlier today, and he basically, it's been a, a great friendship between you two. I mean, how did that develop over time when, you, when he first hired you?
1: Well, I, I think anytime you go to a spot and you know you're leaving your family, and um, as, as far as like your parents and your grandparents, and you're, you're coming in to a spot where you don't have any help. You, you become a family and and that's what we had up there. His family looked out after my boys, and you know his wife would babysit you know when we needed, so um, I would try to do lessons with his kids to, to help him on the ice, so it just it was a family atmosphere.
0: What but, did you learn from him
1: I think just how to you know be a leader and how to you know be honest and just you know sometimes it it hurts to tell players the truth, but they they appreciate it in the end.
2: Has it been any harder to, you know, like, obviously you're focused on preparing for the game, but has there been any kind of emotional things, more calls than usual, anything that's been kind of different this week as opposed to other weeks in your preparation
1: for the game? I do think a few more people have asked for tickets and just, um, you know, some people have reached out to say they'd like to say hi or have a coffee, you know, when you're there. But, I mean, for the most part, it's pretty business as usual for me. And, um, you know, we got two tough games, and it's it's funny because I coached with, you know both coaches. I mean, Coach Brecky at, at St. Lawrence. We were, you know, both assistants together. So both games have some ties, but everybody kind of seems to focus on the Clarkson one.
2: How do you think, or what do you think that feeling will be like to be back in a rink that you're obviously very familiar with for the for the first time? Do you do you maybe really put any thought into that? I,
1: I haven't given it a ton of thought, but I think when you when you look at it from a you know a distance, it's you know I'm, I'm comfortable there. I know exactly. Um, You know everything about their hockey team I know everything about the arena Uh, so it'll be nice to be back and and see some people but um, for the it's business as usual we got to find a way to win you
0: had to make sure you get to the right locker room this time right
1: (laughs) it it will be different to walk across the ice surface it's one thing that I I don't really enjoy is walking across the ice at any rink so um, especially there when their student section is just yelling at you to fall
0: yeah, as I mentioned, I talked to Casey. He says you owe him some dinners. Is that true? Or <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I probably owe him some, some dinners for everything he's done for me and my family. And um, you know, hopefully he uh, you know would say that you know I helped him during my time there. Yeah.
0: He, obviously, this is Union's first trip back up there since the playoffs, and then you know before that the game where you, Clarkson blew them out and it was ended up being uh, Rick Bennett's last game as head coach. Is that on the players' mind as they I mean, the overtime games, uh, especially the overtime losses in, in the playoffs? There, did they want to go back up there and prove that they can win in Chill?
1: Ah, uh, that's a good question. I think that the guys, you know, have a mindset of that they want to play against you know the best and, and compete. And I think you know we view Clarkson as a team that you know should be at 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 the end of the day a team that's near the top in the ECAC so we want to go up there and, and try to find a way to win and um, I would say that you know anytime any, anybody ends their season I hope when you have a chance to, to get revenge you would you know try to take it so I hope that that's the mindset they have uh, we do also have a lot of you know first year guys that weren't a part of it so I do think it's it's all new for some of them.
2: Now the guys did say while they were in here that they uh, there is some some extra motivation on their part to to get you a win there what does that mean to you to have you know, your players score in that way where they' very an extra motivated to one to for you
1: I, I appreciate that but it, it it's it's all about them I mean it, it's we, we need to win for them and it has nothing to do with me um, you know I, I'm not going to score a goal I'm not going to block a shot they're going to do all the hard stuff I'm just going to be there cheering cheering them along and, and you know trying to give them a little bit of structure throughout the whole process you know,
2: what do you- uh, last one for me on that topic just just you mentioned it before but do you think that there is an advantage of familiarity with, with their unit and what they do, what they like to do and, and their
1: players? I, I think that we'll you'll be really prepared, you know, more than you're, you really are ever, just because I, I know all those guys in that locker room, I know the coaching staff, um, uh, I, I think it gives us a little bit of an advantage, but at the end of the day, if you watch video, like I'm sure they're doing, they're going to know everything about us as well, so um, it, it's a, just a little bit easier for me this week to, to kind of know what's Going on, but I'm sure Casey will have some tricks up his sleeve that I'll have to be ready for.
0: What do you tell the, the first-year players going up there for the first time, and it can be loud, with, especially with that train horn? Yeah. Uh, how do you tell them not to be intimidated by that?
1: Well, I think for us, I mean, the the next step in our process is being better on the road. Uh, we we haven't found a way to win a game in regulation on the road yet, and um, we've had some good. Good test. So, this is a great opportunity for us to go up there and, and try to find a way. And, um, you know, each step along the way we've had should have, you know, hopefully prepared us for this weekend.
0: Of course, the Dutchmen realize uh, the, how much this game means to Josh Hodge. They're going to do, you know, they're going to be pumped up to play that game against uh, the Golden Knights. Of course, the Dutchmen have their own um, situation with Clarkson. Of course, you remember last year, the uh, Dutchmen lost three games up at Potsdam uh, at Chiel Arena. of course, the infamous January 15th game, uh, the 8-2 loss uh, to uh, Clarkson, in which Clarkson scored six first-period goals and uh, ended up being Rick Bennett's last game as the head coach. He uh, was put on paid administrative leave. Uh, a week later after um, there was an investigation into his uh, coaching style. And, um, and just a week after that, he resigned as head coach. Uh, John Ronan took over, as I mentioned, as the assistant coach. Uh, then they went back up there for the ECAC Hockey Tournament Quarterfinals, the best of three series in mid-March. and Union played well in both games, but unfortunately for the Dutchman, they lost both games in overtime, and, and their season ended up at Clarkson. And, uh if the union has not uh, struggled the last six straight uh, six games up at Chil, they've lost them all. Um, the last win was January twenty seventh, two thousand seventeen, a six two triumph. Uh, to talk about that uh, and uh, what they have to do to, to beat Clarkson, and of course the all um, the hype around uh, Halji's return to uh, Potsdam. We'll talk with uh, goalie Connor Murphy, defenseman Cullen Ferguson, and forward Liam Robertson. Guys. Um going up to Clarkson on Friday, and a lot of storylines to this one. Let's start with the return of uh, Josh up there to uh, his old stomping grounds. What's going to be? What do you think it's going to be like, Connor, up there for that for that game? I think it's going to be an exciting game. Um, obviously, a lot of people looking forward to seeing him come back and see how we do against them. But uh, the, I know it's it's a lot on him. I think, but um, hopefully, we can take some of the pressure off his shoulders. And, uh, and have a good weekend and, you know, have a good game against the
3: Clarks. And, but um, obviously it starts this week in practice. We've had a good couple days here so far, and uh, we're, looking, uh, we're looking to get up there and, and win a couple games. So excited.
0: Liam, how important is it to keep the focus on winning the game not worry about the hype surrounding uh, Josh's return up there?
3: Well, I think it's the most important, but I'm sure it's always going to be in the back of his head. Uh, he spent a lot of time there but uh, for us it's uh, another game and we're going to help them out as much as we can but uh, it's going to be exciting and uh, we're looking forward to to getting up there and getting back after it.
0: Colin for you it's also some bad memories up there from last season uh, what happened in the blowout loss in February uh, and and then the two overtime losses in the uh, postseason how important is it to try to overcome what happened up there last year when you played on Friday?
4: Yeah, I mean, I think it's honestly a good thing to have that in the back of your mind. Um, It keeps you ready, keeps you focused. You're never going to be taking it too lightly. Um, And for Hauji, going back there, you know, we all know it's a personal one for him, so I think it's more we want to win for our coach um, than thinking about what happened last year. You know, that's in the past, and we're just moving forward. Yeah, you you just mentioned it,
2: but I'll ask you guys as well, just how how much Obviously, you guys want to win just for standing stakes. But how much extra motivation is there to, you know, want to get him a win as well in his homecoming, so to
0: speak? Yeah. Um, obviously, we want to we want to prove people wrong. I know there's probably a lot of doubt that uh, you know they're the better team and that we w- might not beat them. But um, I think we have every every chance to beat them. I think we're very capable of it, and uh, I think it's going to be really exciting
3: for us if we do beat them. And it's going to be a big reward for uh, Coach Algie.
2: Just so looking back on this last weekend, what was the biggest you know, change or what kind of clicked in that second game as opposed to the first game for you guys, obviously, you ran away with that second
3: game? Uh, I think even the first game, I think we played well as well, but uh, for the second game, it was our four check in our neutral zone. We uh, we really trapped them well. They couldn't get in the zone. Our back check, they never really had any odd man rushes. I think we eliminated those well, kept everything to the outside for the most part, and even the first game, I think we did a really good job at that. They just got out to the lead before us, and uh, they were good at shutting us down after that. But we just need to get keep getting pucks to the net, getting bodies to the net. I think uh, we showed that on Saturday, and if we can keep doing that, then uh, I think we'll be all right.
4: Okay. Just to go along with that, yeah, like we had a good F3, and uh, it always helps when your uh, power play scores three goals. Um, so
0: Yeah, talk about that. I mean, obviously the power play struggled a little bit. You got not only the power play, but the penalty kill you know, before the RPIs. Weekend, you guys were struggling a little bit. So, how important was it to get the PK back to where it was in the first five games?
4: Yeah, I mean that was super important. I think we never lost faith. That was the most important thing. Like we knew UMass was a good team, um, and when you get off track a little bit against a good team, they're going to capitalize. Uh, but I think when we came back against RPI, like we still believed that we were a good unit. Um, we had guys who wanted to be out there, wanted to block shots, get in front of lanes. And, yeah, we never lost faith in that. I think we always believed that we were a good penalty kill unit and our special teams were good. We had proved it before, and, yeah, we never lost hope there. So I think that's why it came back as RPI.
0: Is it the ebb and flow of a season where, you know, sometimes you go on a nice roll and then you'll have a hiccup here and there and then you get get back on track?
4: Yeah, I mean, that's hockey, right? I mean, the highs and lows are – it's a long long season, but it's a short season, right? So you kind of just got to stay on track and you can't get um, focused on other things. I think, like in hockey too, that you know you get caught up a lot in the percentages and the statistics, and you can't really do that in this game. Um, So I think, you know, like like I was just saying, you get worried about like oh yeah we had a bad weekend against UMass, but now we just went perfect against RPI. So it can just flip that easily, and as long as you always have faith in like the guy next to you, then you'll have no problem moving forward. Yeah,
0: Liam, how important was winning that game Saturday? I mean you you played a decent game Friday and it came up short, but to come out and just you know, especially that third period you put the game away the way you guys did. I mean, how important was that for the team's confidence and you know, not, not only the comments of breaking that losing streak.
3: Oh for sure we were on a slide there for a few weeks and uh, I believe since Bentley and uh, other than that, but it, it felt great to to get out to the lead first of all, but to to secure it and especially in that third period, really take over. And uh, really put it away. It felt really good, and uh, we're hoping to build on that.
0: I had a chance to talk with uh, Clarkson head coach Casey Jones earlier this week to talk about uh, uh, the reunion with them. And um, it's going to be, he's he's ready for it. He's excited, and he's uh, happy with the way uh, things are working out with uh, Josh Hauge at Union. Well, let's um, talk about this weekend. Obviously, the return of. Josh Halji to Clarkson. Uh, how much are you looking forward to it?
5: So I'm looking forward to seeing Josh. You know, at this point, you know, like this stuff, I'm uh, anxious to watch. Uh, anxious to see him. I'm not sure if his family's coming, but we're, uh, uh, you know, good friends. So anxious to get, uh, get to get see who he's doing and uh, catch up with him.
0: Have you had a chance to talk to him since he started uh, coaching at all? I mean,
5: uh, does... yeah, we stay in contact yeah. weekly. Uh,
0: has he? I mean, has he asked for any advice? Because uh, obviously, you've been around as a head coach. I mean, has he leaned well, on? I just you?
5: think he's just. I just think he's. You know, I think he's experienced, he's in a good spot. I mean, that it's like anything else. You've got to select a few people that you uh, you bounce stuff off of and all that. And he's he's no different for me so, with uh with bouncing stuff in terms of over the years. So just just a close friend, people you talk hockey with, people that you confide in. Just he's one of those guys for me.
0: How did that friendship develop? I mean, you hire him, and then how did that? friendship develop over time
5: well i just he works hard and he's invested and then yeah, yeah you know you're so close there's so close quarters over time it just it just evolves naturally right mm-hmm. uh, a lot of respect for the work he does and uh you know he close contact of mine is uh that was a connection for us and it was uh that he worked person he worked for that i really trusted. The, the relationship started he just wanted to convince me that uh you know to to, to bring josh on and and then just uh, the, the relationship built from there yeah
0: uh
5: what was he like? Yeah,
0: how did you see him grow in his years there at Clarkson?
5: Well, just confidence standpoint, right? Got in and get got acclimated, and uh, you know, we, every you know, we, what I try to do with my guys is uh, give them different things to work on and different uh, different responsibilities, and uh, let those responsibilities grow as you go. Uh, you know, because I think it's just important developing courses is with uh, with your team with your players, and he just uh, you know just. Over time, you know, he just he had a handle on everything, and uh, you know, was uh, you knew his time was coming.
0: Yeah, uh, when when the union job opened up and they started, I mean, did you encourage him, or did he just you know know right away he should apply?
5: Yeah, well, he was in he's he in that application mode there at that point in time where uh, you know we could jobs and it was within the league, and uh, you know we both thought it was a good fit. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So it was just one of yeah, But he was he was aggressive. He's uh, confident, so it was aggressive from that standpoint. I just uh, uh, did my due diligence to try to make calls for him too. But it was uh, you know he was he was aggressive. I got after right away as yeah. soon as it opened. Yeah.
0: Uh, have you had a chance to watch any video of the game so far? And what do you? And if you have, what do you think of, of what the Union's done so far?
5: Oh, they're playing with pace. I mean, it looks like uh, you know, it looks like the uh, the weekend the series or Saturday night they were uh, they are pretty pretty impressive to watch. I think they, you know, in a rivalry series like that, to se- have a separating game like that, obviously they should be exuding a ton of confidence right now. Uh, but uh, yeah, you know, like it's this time of the year, we're still we're still kind of inching away ourselves here, trying to find uh, trying to find ourselves a little bit too. So mo- most of my focus is still still focused on us.
0: Yeah. Um, any side bets on this one? I mean, who's going to you know, pay for dinner at Serkis or anything like that?
5: No, no. He still owes me a few dinners.
0: <laughs> you going to cash in at least one of them this weekend? <laughs> I don't know. hope so. <laughs> uh, uh, what about your team so far, Casey? I mean, you're off to a bit of a slow start. I mean, you, is, uh, how patient are you with this team right now?
5: Well, I mean, it's nothing else. Eh? We just uh, like uh, my whole philosophy is just uh, we coach to play well. You know what I mean? And it's uh, that's that's kind of where you want to be. You know, yeah, uh, yeah, records are records, but you you kind of want to assess yourself on how you're playing. And we haven't we're scraping the surface right now of who we want to be and how we want to play. Um, you know, we've I don't think we're playing smart hockey right now is our biggest thing. You know, we we do uh, uh, rank consistent in, in our application and stuff. So yeah, there's some things we got to work on for sure. Um, you know and just to continue to grow here as the season goes on you know we've had some trouble uh, some of our best players haven't scored yet so we're uh, you know I don't expect that to last forever uh but we we need to be we need to be tighter a little bit more connected uh, a little bit more dialed in here on details a little bit more dialed in on how we have to play uh to be successful which is uh, you know that's uh, that's all our focal point is right now uh
0: are you happy to get going with uh conference play <laughs>
5: Yes, again, as long as we're playing well, you know, <laughs> as long as we take that step we need to take here. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's it always always ratchets it up. The intensity ratchets it up. And you want to get off on the right foot, uh, you know, get a chance to start at home this weekend. So, uh, you know, all that being said, it's uh, coming off a long trip. We just want to get our legs under us here this week and take another step. Uh, you know, we coughed up that game on Saturday. So we just uh, want us to make sure that we're in a good frame of mind here and uh, and playing the way we need to play just to, to give us an opportunity to, to be as good as we can be
0: let's take a quick break and uh, coming up after the break we'll talk about union women's hockey as the dutch women finally get to play at Messerink. you're listening to the parting shots podcast i'll never forget the day i decided to go off for the football team mr banks the jv football coach and my history teacher asked me to stay after class I thought I was in trouble. He said, Hey, Darius, have you thought about going out for football? I think you'd be great. Fact is, I never played football. Fact is, I never had anyone tell me I'd be great at something. So with no experience at all, I signed up and a week later, I padded up and was running drills on the field. I never was great. But playing high school sports was one of the greatest experiences of my life. I was accepted by my teammates. And I learned that when someone believes in you, you can believe in yourself. Encourage a student you know to take part in a high school sport.
4: This message presented by NISFA and the New York State Athletic Administrators Association.
0: Hi, this is Mark Kestesher, the voice of the NBA on ESPN Radio and college football on ESPN Radio. I grew up in Gilderland, I'm a proud member of the 518, and I go back over 30 years with Ken Schott. And when I'm not listening to his Shotski radio, I'm listening to the Parting Shots podcast with Daily Gazette sports editor, Ken Schott. Here's Ken! You well, we finally get to play a home game, Josh, uh, first time. What's that going to be like uh, on Friday night?
6: Uh, it'll certainly be nice to be home, uh, for sure. I think the girls have been well-traveled through the first couple weeks here. I think they're looking forward to to wearing a different jersey, quite honestly. Uh, but it'll be nice to be at home and play some games.
0: Sophie, your, your thoughts?
7: I didn't even know we had a new jersey coming. <laughs> so that's going to be exciting to wear. We've all been talking about when our jersey is going to come, our jersey going to come. So it's going to be exciting to have that and be at home and have our own fans and everything. Olivia? I think it's definitely going to be good for a team to be on our own sheet of ice and have our own um, way of warming up and like own rituals for like at home games, which is different than on on the road.
0: Sophie had a tough loss Saturday, uh, you know, 1.67 seconds left against St. Lawrence. How do you bounce back from that Friday? How how important is it to erase that from your
6: memory?
7: I honestly think that... It's not that, like it is a big deal, but it's not that big of a deal. Like it, like it happened, it might happen again, it's going to happen. And just like that's, we played well that game. Like we, everyone, like everyone in front of me played amazing and they supported me and I supported them. So like that one goal at the end of the period has no impact on anything else. Uh,
0: Olivia, for you, you know, you're going to play Harvard, they're off to a 1-3 and start. I mean, How important is it to get a good start against Harvard, usually one of the better teams in, in, the, in the conference?
7: I mean, no matter the team that we play, getting off to a good start is vital for our team no matter what because if we start off good, then we're most likely to play better and not be so down, and then it just brings the morale of the team up.
0: Josh, what's going to be the key on Friday?
6: Well, I think, I think coming off Saturday, I think we – We were much more prepared on Saturday uh, for Saturday's game against St. Lawrence. I think you could see uh, the first eight minutes of the game, I don't think they had a shot on goal. Um, And I think that was due in large part to our forecheck. It was due in large part how we were managing the puck. And I think coming off the weekend, I think, you know, certainly we want to score goals, but I think it's up to us how we manage the puck, how we break pucks out of our zone, um, how we protect the puck, how hard we are on the puck a little bit more, um, and just be a little bit more more impactful with our puck management skills so um, I think that's kind of the key for us our forecheck is going to be a big part of that Um, we know exactly what we need to do in terms of how we need to play
0: what do you tell the team coming off that loss to St. Lawrence what do you learn from it and how do you you tell them just to move on and then just you know erase it from your memory
6: well, it's, again, like I think like Sof said, it's, it's one, you know, one mistake doesn't define kind of how the game went for us. I think we want to take a lot of the positives away from the game, and, and I think we created a lot of offensive scoring chances. We, we played pretty well. I think, again, our four-check was really good. Um, our defensive side of the game was, was pretty impactful for most of the game. Um, you know, and we shut down some of their best players for most of the game. So I think that's stuff that we want to take into this weekend and uh, just build on it, quite honestly. I think that's what we're focused on more.
0: Great. It's only to be the third game and then Saturday's game against it will be the fourth league game. So How important are these you know, games? Obviously, you, know, you want to get in the playoff position and you don't want to you know, fall behind uh, the other teams.
6: I think every game is important in our league. I mean, every weekend you're playing a top 10 team pretty much, right? So it doesn't matter who you play in our league. We know every contest is going to be tight. It's going to be challenging for us. So, um, you know, every game is important. Every game for us is, is treated as if it was a playoff game. I think our, our players know that impact. And uh, I think they're going to be prepared to play.
0: So, what does it say about this conference? Is I think half the conference is in the top fifteen in the polls. Pardon? What does it mean that about half this half the teams in the conference are in the, in the top
6: fifteen in the polls?
7: It's honestly like crazy to like think about that we're playing against these top ten teams, and it's cr- even crazier to like like this weekend we competed with Clarkson, we competed with Slu, and they are just like Clarkson's in the top ten, and Slu's almost like right there. So it's like. We are at that level, and we can compete and play against these teams, so it's, it's crazy to see that and see how we compete against these teams.
0: Josh, how are you feeling? Because you weren't here last week.
7: Yeah, back, back to 100%.
6: I think uh, ready to go, so back to, back to being on the bench, excited to be around that group for sure.
0: How tough was it to miss those games last week?
6: It's, it's hard. It's hard to watch the game. It's hard to be away from the group. Um, definitely some FOMO missing most of the week of practice <laughs> and games, so, yeah, it's nice to be back.
0: It was the flu, not COVID, right?
6: I uh, was just,
0: play, yeah. 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 But I guess in that way it's better. <laughs>
6: yeah, yeah. Well, this
0: weekend in men's hockey, it's the first big weekend of ECAC hockey play as we have 12 games on the schedule. Uh, besides the Union game uh, Friday at Clarkson, RPI will be at St. Lawrence. Dartmouth will host Yale. Harvard will take on Brown in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Cornell goes to Princeton. And Colgate will take on Quinnipiac down in Hamden, Connecticut. On Saturday, it's Brown at Dartmouth, Yale at Harvard, RPI at Clarkson, Cornell at Quinnipiac, and Colgate at Princeton. So um, some great uh, action coming up this weekend in ECAC Hockey. Well, if you have questions about Union Hockey or college hockey or any other questions about the podcast, you can email them to me at shot, that's S-C-H-O-T-T, at dailygazette.com. You can also email me your ECAC Hockey face selections. I post them either Wednesday or Thursday when I can get a chance to get around to it. Of course, everything's busy these days uh, with uh, high school sports and everything, the World Series going on. And, uh, yeah, tough break for my Phillies on Wednesday night they got no hit by the Astros. So uh, that series is tied at uh, two games apiece as you listen to this, as we tape this um, particular segment early Wednesday morning or actually early Thursday morning here at the uh, Parting Shots podcast studio which is located inside the uh, Daily Gazette offices so not a fairly fancy studio but uh, it works I can't can't complain I got a nice little on air sign uh, that way people don't come in and uh, barge in and uh, you know interrupt the podcast so um, you also can follow me my coverage of uh, Union Hockey on uh, Twitter at Slapshots and I appreciate you doing that so, um, and of course, you can read my stories in, uh, uh, on dailygazette.com and in the print edition. The views expressed on the Parting Shots podcast are not necessarily those of the Daily Gazette Company. The Parting Shots podcast is a production of the Daily Gazette Company. I'm Daily Gazette Sports Editor Ken Schatz. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time. From the Parting Shots podcast studio in Schenectady, New York, good day, good hockey.